All right, let's go. All right, all right, Tim. I think we have to talk about the fight. It was a pretty good fight, I'd have to say. That was, and you know, I think they had uh, orders not to fight. Yeah, because you noticed that, that there was about six minutes left. Yeah. So they had to fight because if they fought after that, then they would get in trouble. Oh, right? they would big, big, big time because uh, they had to have the fight before the five minutes. Before five minutes left in the game. But you saw Rempe look to the bench. He but- looked at the bench. And 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 after the fight, he, he and went to, and went to bench and give the thumbs up. So what you were you said you wondered if Laviolette said to him, "Don't fight." Yeah, Laviolette. They said, you know, take it easy. The fans went absolutely bonkers. You see the players, the and the players were banging their sticks. Well, in the first period, they they were on the ice and they they skated off, didn't fight, and everybody booed. <laughs> yeah. So you knew Breeze probably knew he was going to fight last the night before, and so did Rempe. Even though, again, he looked at the bench and he almost looked to say, "Well, I have to now." Yeah, that's that. That's what he looked like. He said to well, Lavi. So you like? Did you like? Tell us the story. The one time that you knew you were going to have to fight. Oh yeah. And like, kind of what goes through there? What would would go through those guys' minds? I was in Spokane, Washington, and um, it's kind of interesting how I got there. How I got there was um, I had a couple of beers with Claude Dufour, who was the goaltender that I had in in Springfield. It was in Springfield. So we had a couple of beers. Sammy Pollock brought me in, the smartest guy ever in hockey, as far as I was concerned. And uh, he he says, well, I hear you were uh, drinking with the players. Well, I said, I went out with Claude Dufour. I said, I I knew him in Springfield. And um, he said, well, we don't do that here. Well, you know. I mean, I, I was brought there. I was going to be their coach. I, I was going to be their coach in Ottawa Hall. Right. So this, this was in Montreal. And- yeah. And so he said, well, we don't do that here. And I said, well, I, I said, I could lie to you and say that I'm, I'm, I wouldn't have a beer with the players again, but I would be, li- I would be lying to you. And he said, okay, you'll go to Spokane, Washington. Well, I said, that's pretty good, Washington. Yeah, yeah I you, heard you thought it was D.C. Yeah, I, I don't know what I thought, but I heard Washington, <laughs> I heard the name Washington, and I, boy, that's pretty good. Yeah, close to Hershey, 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 and yeah. Rose is from Hershey, you can visit, and, then, and, and he says, oh, no, I talked to players afterwards, one of the players afterwards, he says, oh, no, that's Spokane. I said, what the, I, I call it Spokane. <laughs> yeah, it does look like Spokane. Yeah. That was a long drive. I could remember, I was only, what, three or four, but I, I can even remember that. That was a long drive. We went, we went up the mountain, so uh, how that car lasted, it was a 1960 Pontiac Parisian. And boy, it was a- So you drove from Montreal to Spokane? Yeah. Oh, Hershey. To Hershey? Hershey, yeah. yeah. And then to Spokane. And then to Spokane, oh boy. So anyhow- we had we had a great time, and, uh, and when I got there, I was there one day, and I, I nobody told me about they had a big brawl or something like that, and and everything like that. Well, should I tell about that brawl? Yeah, go ahead. Had? So you you came you it looked like you went out there mid September uh, November. You went out yeah. there, and on Christmas or on uh, Halloween. Uh, Spokane Comets had a huge brawl with the San Francisco Seals, 
And I guess it was Larry McNabb and your buddy Connie Madigan got in it. And it was so bad that the referee called the game with about three minutes left in the game. The coach, who was the coach for? Uh, Larry um, McBride. The, yeah, McBride got punched out by one of these San Francisco players. The police had to jump onto the ice and break it up. Holy. So you were there just in time for the rematch. <laughs> I was, and I, I, was re- I was really tired. I, I mean, I was really tired. And I, I got there, and, and at the end, honestly, there was a sign ac- across the uh, one end of the, the build, Cow Palace. Yeah. yeah. The Cow Palace. And it was Larry. Uh, no, no, it didn't say Larry. It said McNabb, heavyweight champion of the, of the WHL. Oh, no. Don't tell me I'm going to have to fight this guy. And he was a big guy. He had big neck and big head and, and the whole deal. Anyhow. We got into it and we and I he and he he hit me so many times on top of the head I couldn't comb my hair for well, I had hair back then, and he broke his he broke his hand. Would you say, Tim? Yeah, he said he he broke his he broke his finger on your head. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. And and, and he then was, you said, like you you just because uh, I I actually I went on to uh, a, a news uh, archive and I got a picture of it. Of the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you guys were kind of on your knees, and the ref, the, the linesman had a hold of you. And when he was coming in to grab a hold of me, yeah. Yeah. And then Larry McNabb was kind of like, he was like not on top of you, but he was next to you, and he was up a little bit higher. And the, and the linesman had him, and, and you said oh, you, he, you had a chance to pop he him. He hit me 20, 20, 22, and I had a chance after he was looking at the, he was looking at his hand. And his hand was swelling up. Oh, geez. I could have just nailed him. If I only, only had that two seconds, I could have hit him. Yeah. And you know what? Like I read in that article that uh, he had a peace bond, a $500 peace bond, which was, I guess, that if you got in trouble, you, got, yeah. you it was like, it's like bail, I guess, right? You get oh, and he, he probably, probably wanted to say, I want to take this cherry. I got a baby face and everything like that. And, and so he broke the peace bond. You had to pay. You got to not only broke break his finger yeah, on your head. Yeah, but paid it. Yeah, you got a five hundred dollar fine. Yeah, five hundred bucks. That that was big dough back then, boy. Uh, five hundred bucks was a lot of money. You yeah, know, yeah. Dad. As I said, every Saturday we get together and watch the game. I gotta say, it is a lot of fun sitting with you watching the game. I learned so much in the sense of. Uh, Anyway, your comments are quite entertaining and fun. But uh, you know, I, I looked at you when Marner iced the puck. And I'm going, wasn't that a big no-no in your day? Like, If you ice the puck, what you want if you're down one goal? you What you want is you want to face off in the other team's end. So now you, get, you win the draw and you got, you got the and, – and the coaches don't say a word. It's, it's, and every team does it. So it's not, it's not like just one team or one team. Every team – takes a shot at the, at the net. Well, they're trying so they're trying to score. Is oh, that it? Oh, they're trying to score. That's what they so do. So why don't they why don't they practice in practice like flipping the puck up so that it it gets out of the zone but doesn't make it to the end? No, they'd rather, they'd rather score because you're a big hero when you score. In an open net. Yeah, yeah you're a big hero. So Marner shot the puck, iced it, draw back in Toronto's end, bing bang in the net, 3-3, goes into overtime. <laughs> yeah. If if last night was a perfect example that he he iced the puck face off the end they tie it up and they tie it up after the face off right just they had the face off 
And Which is well, what the other team wants, is, a, yeah, is, a, is to have the draw on the other team's end to score. I, I don't understand that. They put the uh, t- TV cameras on and they say... The coaches don't seem to no, care. No, they don't, don't, they don't seem to care. Because uh, like there, there, there must have been... It'd be interesting to go back in hockey time and find out when that happened. Because before it was big taboo. Ice in the puck. It was. Because I remember one time, I think we talked about it before, in Detroit. And I remember it was an afternoon game, and the Bruins were up 3-2. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And uh, who was who iced the puck? It was... Uh, Del Smith. And um, went face-off in your end. And oh, and, and Nicky Redmond, he let a shot go. I'm telling you, he lifted the net. That's how high. high. <laughs> if it would have hit the goal, he would have killed him. And you would have killed him. And Cheever's... So you, you, they, but then they put the camera on you, like, you know, which they normally do. And you, you were not happy. <laughs> I was not happy. So I went in, in the dressing room after and was in the old Olympia. And, and I just, you know, I just walked around and just, and nobody, know, and nobody took the equipment off or anything. I just walked around. Just tell me why, why would, you were three feet from the red line and you ace the puck. He's, and I'll never forget this as long as I live. He's a Shep collared for the puck. <laughs> Shep collared for the puck? You were three feet from... Uh, so he threw Greg Shepard out. It was Shepard's fault. Threw yeah, him under she- the bus. It was Shepard's fault. I looked at Shepard, and he just put his head down. Three feet from the blue line. Yeah. Or I, the red line. I like when the goalie tries to score. I mean, I, I you know, I, I just don't understand the logic. But it's sometimes in the old well, days, yeah, the they, goalies used to really try to shoot yeah, you, and they, it was a they, big deal. They were deal. always up to. They were up by more than two goals. Oh, I see. Okay, because yeah. I go, oh, I get excited when the goalie scores. No, when they when they do that, they usually five three or oh, six okay. four or something like that. They and they're they're up, and if it's icing. Then they come back and they got they got a little room to work. Yeah, yeah, okay. not, not not three two. And then he hit the post. I got to admit though, Marner hit the post and then it was icing. So, <laughs> yeah. so what do you think of his goal or uh, in in the shootout? Remember they think. Oh, uh, I don't know. That was it was on the border of him of him being in the corner. Yeah, uh, it was it was on the border. Just I I say that on the border because I was cheering for the Leafs. Yeah, Joe Warmington asked, sent you a thing and asked, did you think it was a goal? And my what did he, what did he, he say? Just, no, he didn't say what he was. He says, what did you think it was? And uh, my uh, my thing is it 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 depends what the coaches do. Like if it was obvious, Laviolette would have went bananas. Yeah, but he was kind of like, eh, yeah. you know, uh, like, it was sort of. It, like he was almost in the corner when he right. scored. Yeah, because it looked like he lost the puck and then kind of semi stopped skating. Well, he lost the puck. And- I don't like. We we had a question before. I don't. I don't know if we have it here. But somebody asked you. Um, he said, "Would you rather see longer three on three? Oh, I would rather three on three. That's the most exciting thing of all. And uh, shootouts. Eh, they're not. Shootouts aren't bad. You yeah, know. The, the blooms off the rose. Yeah, that. yeah. It's, but if you're asking me, I would rather have them uh, three on three for about ten minutes, and you can't go over ten minutes because it, the players' association would step in. And then if they did, yeah, you make ninety. You're like you know Peterson or Pedersen just signed a yeah, ninety-two million signed. dollar contract. For, imagine him skating for an extra ten minutes oh, after a game. Well, he'd, he'd get he'd, he'd get two shifts in there. <laughs> two extra shifts. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Well, what did you think of him signing all that big dude? Boy, that's something. He, 98, he got what he wanted. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what happens. 
You know what I you know what I think's coming more and more in, in in the hockey media, especially in Canada, these insiders throwing out things that you know are not true, and just kind of stirring the pot. Like one guy, I'm not going to say who it is, but he's on Hockey Day in Canada, said, Vancouver, you know, they're maybe thinking of trading Patterson. There was no way <laughs> no. they were going to think of trading him, you know, because they have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. No, they, and, no. And they put it out there. Then it stirs up a hornet's nest on the internet. Well, then I, but I asked you last night, I just can't get over that they even play when they're not signed. Like I said to you, was there any well, Bruin? They're signed up for the year. Yeah, but was that ever happened with the Bruins? You, you never had that controversy of no, who never. was going for a contract and who wasn't. And no, I never. Well, I, the only the biggest one was Bobby. Yeah, well, Bobby. But, but it's like, but they. I don't really don't. I think when you coached, I don't think they ever signed a player during the no, season. No, that's what, yeah. That. There was never this controversy because doesn't couldn't that like sort of cause a, uh, like an uproar or or a controversy in the dressing well, room? Well, they never had, they never had it. Yeah, they, but I, like I think in Harry Sinden's day and, and, and those guys, they, they signed during the summer. They never signed during the no, season. I can't remember anybody. And of course, you always signed before the season because yeah. you wouldn't want that pressure on you. It didn't matter what I was making. I <laughs> didn't right. make much money. Keith got thrown out the other day. Yeah, twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand. That would have been my salary. No, I was making forty five. Did you ever get thrown out during a game? I don't. Yeah, think. I did. Did you? I, yeah, I, I said if you give, I forget the referee. Dwight Foster, he was you. They gave a penalty too. Yeah, Dwight Foster at the red lights. If he gives him a penalty for that, I said I'm going on the ice. I, I am going on the ice. And Peter McNabb, he was grabbing me, holding me back. Peter McNabb. Yeah, so you figure you got thrown out of the game. You were the only coach. Yeah. So Cheevers took over with about yeah. five minutes left in the game. I mean, the scorer was out of thing, well, but he was up with his. Oh, that's right, because he had the pads yeah, on. Yeah, the pads on it, everything. But it didn't. And you it. stood on the bench. I remember that. Like you hopped onto the bench. Yeah, I. Stood. And then hopped onto the boards. And I was on the boards. I was ready to go. <laughs> I oh jeez, I must have been nuts in those days. So I, I know we're kind of heavy on the Leafs this week, but. I think Keith's in a little bit of a pickle now. He plays Samsonoff against the Stanley Cup champs, Vegas, and they get beat 6-2. And you said, nah, he's really not that unhappy. With Wall coming back, it makes life easier for him. So Wall has Arizona that was on a 14-game losing streak. They beat them. And then he put Samsonoff against the Rangers, who's the third-best team in the league. Yeah. So... It, it, like, if you were him, do you just keep going back and forth, or do you have to make a decision? Because there's only 20 games left in the season. You have to wait till Samsonov has a bad game, and then you can play Wall going into the playoffs. Because Wall, is, he he's proven he is a good goalie, but he gets hurt a lot. Right, right. Because Sam, I mean, even though Samsonov lost, he played great, and he, he played great last night. Yeah, he played good last night. So it's a good, on one hand, it's a good problem to have. you got two good goalies, but on the other hand, somebody's going to get pissed off. <laughs> and the players know, and the players know. I think they played harder. Uh, well, I was going to ask you that, Dad. Do, do the players play different according to who is in goal? You know, I think they did play better, or I don't hate, hate to say better, but I think they played as harder when uh, uh, Jilly was in the net. Jill, Jilly, Jill Bear. And he, well, he said he's had a record. Oh, right. I, I thought you were t- going to talk about the Leafs, if the Leafs played well, better. I, I, s- somehow or other, I always switch around to the Bruins. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it'll, as they say, it'll be interesting because you hate to see Samsonov kind of screw himself up. 
you know, because he seems to have that. You know what I liked about that? Like he was having, like he was playing terrible, right? And he was, he was talking, you know, I'm not mentally ready and I'm not in a good emotional place and all that. And, you know, they had the psychologist talking to him in sports and, you know, who straightened him out was his dad. His yeah, dad flew over from Russia and says, you got a wife and kids. You got to start thinking about them. Snap out of it. Smarten up. Smarten up. <laughs> so yeah. it's always good for fatherly advice, to, yeah, fatherly advice to come over there and not coddle you. You know, snap out of it. Smarten yeah. up. So Cindy and Dad, we'd like to thank our sponsors, NorthstarBets.com. It's a Canadian owned and the best place to play in Canada. They have everything you're looking for. Slots, live dealers. Live table, sports book with built-in insight. And, Dad, you're going pretty good. You uh, you picked Vegas to beat Toronto. Yeah. And it... Uh, what what you, is it not? not what, what have I got not? What is it? Oh, I, I haven't looked, but I bet you you got to be at least 10 or 12 and 2. Yeah. yeah. So, and again... I've been pretty you smart. Don't like, and, you know, it's not like you're going against, you know, you're taking, like, Florida over, you know, Arizona. Like, you picked up... That was a big upset. Yeah. Listeners who are who have an account with spreads.ca, which was the original original name, they don't have to do anything. Just sign in to NorthStarBets.com. And NorthStarBets.com has a new exclusive offer to, our, offer to our listeners. If you sign up and deposit with the promo Cherry, NorthStarBets.com will match your first bet up to 100 bucks, and you get... 100 bonuses on the big wheel. And if you get three of your suits, you get some big dough. And it's a limited time offer while quantities last. And it's not available in Ontario. And they've been help- They've been very helpful with the Don Cherry Pet Rescue Fund. Oh, for Fund. sure. I mean, over over the cu- last couple of years, they've given over $25,000. Yeah. Not that too bad. So if you like pets, go to that uh, betting site. <laughs> so last week we did a poll on Twitter. I guess you're supposed to call it X. But, yes. you know, it's, Keep up with the times, Tim. Yeah. And we asked the fans, what Canadian team has the best chance of winning the cup? And we had over 10,000 votes. We had 10,500 votes. And surprisingly, 32% said the Vancouver Canucks. Well, I, I'd, have to, I'd have to agree with them when they were going hot. Yeah, they're in a bit of a funk now. And they're in a, in a funk now. And you better, you better to be, be in it now. And coming out, like you were saying, like Boston last year. Boston never went to a funk last no. year, and they went into a funk on Game One of the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> and you could just see, you could just see. I don't know what it is, but you could just see they don't. I don't know what it what is. What happened? But they they weren't the same team as they were in the regular no, season. No, they weren't. And you know, so you look at them. So Vancouver's in the funk. Then they twenty nine percent said the Leafs, and then. 23% said the Oilers, and 15% said the Jets. Well, I don't know. We didn't include Ottawa, Montreal, and Calgary because nice. they're probably not going to make the playoffs. So, um, so well, I, I don't who, know. Who, who would you pick? I would pick Toronto. I'm going, I'm going with Toronto. Yeah. yeah, I just hope Toronto keeps going. But again, we're talking about it. Everything, you know, not knocking Matthews, and I said he's the MVP, but everything he's touching is going in the net. Yeah, and I, you just hope that doesn't go cold in the playoffs. Well, I just hope that uh, Toronto does good because I'm picking him. Okay, Dad, this is from Euler Blue 67 from X. Okay, or yes. Grapes, can you give some love to Zach Hyman? He's second in the, in the NHL with goals and with 40, and he's plus 21. How did the Leafs ever let him go? I, I, I played for Toronto Red Wings, right? Yeah, we saw him. We, in, we used to go. When he was 14, I, 15. Never, 
Ever. I thought he was going to be a good hockey player. Because I, I was the guy who was on him. Remember, he was blocking shots and stuff right. like that. Yeah. And I was on, I, I think he's a good hockey player. Never did I ever dream he'd get 40 goals in the National Hockey League. Well, and then I said he'd make it $5 million a year. So you better go, wait a minute, Peterson's making nine, and I'm making five, and I got more goals than him. But, yeah. you know, I don't think it's, you know, he does play with McDavid. He, he does, plays tough. But he, he he's in those goaltenders uh, pretty good. He, yeah. he, he, so he, why did the Leafs let him go? I don't know. Couldn't oh, they couldn't, couldn't afford, afford him. him. Oh, they couldn't afford him. Oh, yeah, they didn't. They just couldn't afford him. But uh, but for forty goals, they would have shipped. If he had been, if he had known he was going to get forty goals, they somehow they would have shipped somebody else out.